Hello, my name's Charlie Winston and this is my podcast called As We Are, which is inspired by my most recent album, As I Am. It's discussions with people who interest me and inspire me. Some of those people you may know, but others you may never have heard of. But that's not the point, you see, because I'm simply interested in people. So, without further ado, I shall let you discover this episode. Take me as I am. Stefano Lentini makes music for film and television. We recorded this conversation late one night in the studio of the Italian cultural TV show Propaganda. However, that's not how or where we met. The last time we worked together was on my album As I Am, where he helped me with arranging and recording a 50-piece orchestra. For those few days, I was hosted by his lovely family in the house just outside of Rome. It was an experience that I won't forget and one which solidified our friendship. So here is our conversation. Enjoy. Stefano. Or Stefano. 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 But you can say Stefano. It's okay. It's okay. I always thought it was Stefano. But anyway, how did we meet? We met... uh, Five years ago or seven years ago? Oh, well, actually, we met for the first time at my birthday party. Sixteen, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, my birthday party 13. was the first time that we yeah. properly met. But we'd we'd been working together before then, and I think it was 2015 or 16. 16, maybe. When you first wrote an email to, I guess, my manager. Yeah, I think so. And um, how did that happen? Why did you... Is this, a, this is a good story because it was a good yeah. moment in your life when you needed... I, I remember exactly how, how I, can, I can decide to contact you yeah. because uh, I, I f- I firstly, I loved your album Hobo. Yeah. So I was listening for to your music since uh, 2009. I discovered the album on, a, I think, on a review on the Q The Mag. Do you remember Q The Mag, the English... Yeah. I totally fall in love for that magazine, and uh, I, I subscribe from Italy. So each month I receive that album, and I discover lots of music. And uh, so maybe I, I discover your album there, and many years later, because I think it was uh, yeah 2016. It was Sunday. I was working on um, La Porta Rossa, yeah. and uh, I was thinking about create a special main title song. Uh, also, if the, the series d- d- don't have uh, songs in the soundtracks, because the music was uh, w- 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 the, the music that I was developing f- for for that series was very dense and symphonic uh, and uh, r- rich in the yeah in a symphonic way. But I was thinking about to create something different for the main title. And uh, it was Sunday. I was on the sofa in a house in, or in Rome when I when we live w- when I live with my family, and I was listening on Spotify with my daughter um, your music, and I, I I found something about maybe a cover of um, oh, I don't remember the name. Sorry, the lady who died at twenty seven. Uh, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, Amy. Oh, no. Amy. I was maybe y- yeah. you, you made a cover, amazing cover. Oh yeah, yeah I did back yeah. back to black. Sorry. Okay, yeah. okay. And uh, I was listening to that song and I say, "Wow, Charlie, it's perfect for the song of La Portarossa." Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you should ex- we should explain what La Porta Rosso is, uh, because not all the people listening yeah, will sure. know. Porta Rosso means uh, the red door, and the red door is the door that the, the, the main character of the, the, s- the series can't go through after, die after dying. After dying. Yeah. Mm. So my English is bad. And uh, yeah, I, I, I work mainly as a film score uh, composer. Yeah. I don't like this word. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. You told me that before. Uh, composer. I don't like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable with what, that. The word Maybe composer. Yeah, the word com- yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable with any words about this, my job. job. I mean, mm. I don't know why. I'm trying to understand, but I don't like artists, I don't like musicians. I don't play one instrument in a very good way around the world, touring. Yeah. Um, I feel comfortable wi- with the word patchwork. Patch- patchworker. <laughs> You're patchwork. Yeah, because I, I feel that make music for film is to take a lot of ideas and put together in some way. And um, yeah, and t- to arrange and put together and create other stuff and I don't know it makes sense pitch worker pa- I like patch worker yeah, I yeah. mean it's like f- filling holes in a way like uh, okay. so since we worked on this um, this TV series that you made which became quite f- popular in, in Italy and around the world it was translated into what f- 40 uh, maybe 70 countries 70 70 countries Okay, that's yeah. uh, sorry. And that's the red, and the red door in my language. The red door, and also I think that seven countries made a remake. Yeah. In a, of the same story of the of the same screenplay with other actors with right. other, you know, and uh, yeah, it's a story of a policeman who died and can't yeah. go. In the other side, after in he's the in limbo in actually. Lim- yeah. Yeah, he's stuck in limbo between between death and life. Yeah. So you see everyone. He looks to the reality of the mm. world, but no one can see except for one lady. Mm. And yeah, when they meet the first time in the street, uh, he, the lady see him and he realizes that okay, someone can see me, but I'm died. Yeah, but so he only sees they only see each other for a moment, don't they? And then she goes away on a motor motorbike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, it's she, a great idea. Yeah. yeah, and then he has to find her again. Yeah. But it's it's an, it's a really cool um, series because it, it it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into his problem, uh, his dilemma, and of how to contact the the natural world. So why was this story a big thing for you in this time of your life? It, it was really special f- for two reasons. The first one was that I were I was really inspired when I w- when I work on it, and so I feel you know. Uh, free mm. and the director uh, embrace my moment w- without asking any without put me boundaries you know and uh, I was free to propose everything to discuss every every, every music and uh, it was very nice and it's not uh, it's not usual sometimes yeah. in TV series to be totally free in, uh, in music and uh, furthermore production mm, was very very uh, well organized and I have a big budget to do things so we produce music going in one with one of the best um, symphonic orchestra in Italy oh, really? that is a national Rai 
um, orchestra yeah. and uh, we went to mix in London at yeah. Air Studios and we mixed the project with uh, Jeff Foster that is mm. one of my favorite talented genial uh, sound engineer mm. for me and uh, so it was the first time that I I think a music create music think through about how it have sound to to sound mm. uh, finally and it sounds better yeah so it was really great for me yeah and then that's how we worked together because then you reached out to me and asked me to sing the song of the music for the music you'd already written and it was great because it was like the first time when I'd received the entire music already scored and written out and it was <laughs> it was just perfect <clears throat> and then when I was making this album as I am it seemed I knew that I wanted to get orchestra. So I got in touch with you and I asked you to, if you could just help me uh, figure out how I was going to score, um, how I could score certain instruments with certain amount of instruments I had. And I, my intention was to record it in Paris. And eventually you said, you know what? I've got a, an orchestra day and I'm not going to use it all. And maybe we could just use that day to record your songs. Which for me was just, a kind of dream come true because it was a it meant we were able to not only record with a full orchestra um spread out over a few sessions but i got to come and see you and work with you and and that was so interesting it was so interesting to see how you worked it was so different from what i expected um and we're going to come back to that but before we come to back to that now i want to ask you the question which is related to being a, sorry to say it, composer. <laughs> um, and I want to ask about it in relation to the song Unconscious, which you did work on with me. And I don't know if, if it's related, but I do know that in your work, part of your role as a, as a film scorer, like the, writing the music for... Uh, already existing action or, or something a, a story which is being played out you're kind of writing people's unconscious thoughts in a way do you feel that way when you write what is what is your role as a as a film composer or, or a tv series composer do you feel like you're tapping into people's unconscious or guiding them unconsciously in the emotions ah oh, wow i i think un the, the concept of unconsciousness is a one of the greatest concepts that maybe I don't know Jung created or Freud or Freud, but yeah. I prefer the approach of Jung in yeah. a sense but and yeah. I think it's a as a keyword of everything because uh, also music and creation is I think that when when music works it's because it's unconscious in a mm. way when things works is because it's unconscious when you decide when you use brain when i decide when i use brain when i organize a plan yeah things works but there's no mystery there's no ma uh, authentic, um, magic mean, yeah magic yeah mm. something so d doing a soundtrack for me is a moment of unconsciousness yeah because the, in the five minutes in which I create the team, on which I create the main idea, uh, I know that this must happen without deciding anything. Mm. And 
it's danger for me to try to control. I know, I know it because now I I, I try different projects and I try different approach and uh, sometimes I'm nervous, sometimes I I need to find something. I've but uh, I know that w when I don't think, when I just take an instrument and play mm. uh, and make my patchwork, it works. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I know that also that this this um, managing this kind of music for films is like to have a um, ma magic wand wand in the hand mm. because. I can create something and tell you something mm. to the public, to people, and uh, guiding them in one direction to telling something that images don't see, uh, don't say. And uh, uh, so I'm also very respectful of this kind of work because I don't want to be just clever. Because, you know, in, in music you can be clever, be uh, smart, uh, we we know how to create uh, tension. We know how create uh, uh, happiness with music and every kind of emotional. Because yeah, we have uh, an archive in music of uh, great composers that have created this kind of music. Uh, so we we know lots of uh, um, uh, clever way to get the same emotion. Mm. I don't like to do that because I think it's like a shamanism. Shamanism. Yeah, yeah. I have the privilege to have this wand in my hand and I want to use well. So I want to be honest. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, yeah, and the only honest way the only way to get to that honesty, I guess, is is by finding the magic in the unconscious mind. Yeah. And that's not always obvious in the conscious mind. It, I think that's what fascinates me about the unconscious. And, uh, and I've only come to it because of certain situations in my life, um, which were more physical, led me to indulge in this, uh, the unconscious as a means of uh, looking after myself. Um, but I find it absolutely fascinating how there's this entire world operating constantly that we're totally unaware of. And I think most people don't think about it and don't know how it works or what it does, but it, it's so powerful, the unconscious. And, and you really respect it when you, when you do think about it in terms of, uh, I think, especially in film music, uh, in music with it to drama, because, yeah, you can... Watching a film, sometimes I've watched a whole film and not realized how much how good the music was because I didn't even pay any attention to it and usually the best music in a film or a series is the one that you don't even notice it's just doing exactly what it should be doing it's it, it's serving the purpose of being there to create an emotion in you without you being aware of that emotion would you agree with that yeah i, I agree i mean it I, I also think that it depends from the project because there are some projects that they they are um uh, very uh, musical yeah. for example la porta rossa the red door is a is a concept really musical i mean the director think about the the shooting about the scenes thinking about music 
he, he wants to talk also with music. In this case, music is more important than the I case see. in which it's just work. Mm. But I agree that sometimes it it have to just work and you yeah it's yeah. It's, it's like other words of the of the charters so yeah. I guess it's just about um where we place our focus and it's about for what why you want to focus on something for example breathing when we're when we're going through the uh, like now we're not consciously thinking about breathing but it's happening and we yeah. have to make it happen yeah. and 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 sometimes i've found uh when i have to become conscious of breathing it suddenly seems quite complicated like why when do i stop breathing in and start to breathe out and am i breathing enough you know when, am i breathing in enough am i bring, breathing out enough and it's a bit of the same thing you can focus on it we call it it's called the parasympathetic um breathing at certain states or functions in our body which are sympathetic um, and, and some which are parasympathetic and this is a parasympathetic one and, and I find that what you're talking about is a similar thing where you can as a director and a composer you can choose to put it at the front and set, like a pop song that comes in but it doesn't even have to be pop song but the music can play the part of, a, of the main character in a way um, and other times it's just there and you don't realize it. It's a ghost. Yeah, like in your phone. maybe maybe the, the, these unconscious uh, happenings are just natural. Yeah. And uh, we have a brain to see it, to think about it, but maybe it's just what happens in life. Yeah. So I think w we need to embrace it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. To 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 feel to feel the 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 the, the natural of uh, of it the naturality of it mm. and uh, not not trying to obstacle to fight with brain. Mm. So how does that work for you? It's it's it's, uh, it's like when you have to say love words to your lover mm. to your companion, and you talk and you you are telling him or her that you love, for example, yeah. you, d you don't have to think what, what kind of work you have to do. Just you open the mouth and talk. Yeah. And it works because it's true. Yeah, it's natural. And uh, I think it's it's that reminds me a lot of what, like, um, often I get asked the question, who would you love to sing with? Who would you, who, who would you love to do a like, dream duet with? And, and honestly, I always say the same thing. It's like, I just don't, really dream about that because sometimes I've had the the a great idea to work with someone and then I meet them and there's no chemistry yeah you know and there's nothing natural so for me it's and it's a bit like this podcast it's not important for me to you know try to interview celebrities or anything like this I, because I think that it's more interesting for me that's that somebody that ha I have chemistry with you know and because that's that's always where the magic lies but coming back to the music, so when, like, since you've made Le Porto Rosso, you've done lots and uh, tons of uh, TV and films. And, like, just this year, you've you told me that you've done three series, entire, s five series. And that's, like, how many episodes in one year? Wow. Uh, approximately. Yeah, maybe consider that is each one is 12. 
12 episodes each one yeah so yeah about you, 100 no sorry <laughs> uh, 50 50 <laughs> sorry in mathematics well, 60 60 then yeah 50 or 60 yeah something like that that's a lot wow, that's a lot that's, of a lot. that's a that's an insane amount of work but you are you you are like a crazy work worker and and you're like an ant. <laughs> the year was crazy, yeah. 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 Um, so like when you get a, when you get a, a director sends you a a script or send no send, he'll send you the rushes right. Yeah, firstly Some of the script. So firstly the script. Yeah. So how do you right. tap into that that unconscious place that magic place? I, I just start reading like if I read a book. Just, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know something happens immediately sometimes right like uh, i start reading and i feel uh, a situation for example uh, it's funny what's happened for me on a um on a series called um, mare fuori which uh, is super successful right yeah yeah this one the, this the, is his, the everyone knows this and yeah in italy now it's very appreciated yeah and um it's funny because I, w when i start reading the script i i i you you know the the story is about uh, some uh, guys that uh, live in a juvenile prison juvenile, juvenile prison yeah. and they come from uh, each par uh, different part of Italy uh, rich part rich family mm. and uh, from mafia from um, poor people and everyone meet there and right. they live in prison and discover friendship and discover hell discover mm. every every kind of human experience and I don't know why, but I was listening, I was reading, and I, I and I thought I need a buzuki. You a know, what? a buzuki. A buzuki. A buzuki. A buzuki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need, Which I need, big, it. I don't a big know why. gun. Uh, <laughs> but no, not bazooka. Buzuki. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> buzuki is a Grecian, Gre Greek instrument. Oh yeah, of course, of course. It is. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, also Irish instrument. Oh, you were reading it and you thought, I need a bazooka. I need a bazooka. Okay, yeah. right. So I, not I, a bazooka. No, no bazooka. And uh, yeah, I, I just bought it uh, from a guy in Rome. And uh, I take it and tune it and uh, start playing. And uh, it was the theme, one of the theme of the series. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why the pr I don't know why the prison asked me to play a bazooka. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know the relationship between that instrument, but it's, uh, it's something that happens. Right. And so I, I guess it's 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 being fair the story. I mean we're we're animals of stories. We need stories. I mean that's I think I think that's the most for me the most um, interesting. Uh, thing about humanity is that we are we we we're hungry for stories yeah. all the time that's what we feed off you know, just every day to say how are you it's like saying tell me a story you know yeah i'm good i'm good well i woke up i had a bit of a difficult night's sleep even if it's a bad story it just takes our mind off uh some certain difficulties of, of existing <laughs> in the first place you know uh, but yeah so so that's what you're doing. You're f you're being fed stories, and I can understand how that allows you to get into writing. Very different from where I start a song, where it's literally, again, it's from nothing, but it's a different kind of nothing because it's 
well, I won't go into that. That's, that's yeah, a different story. In, in a way, I, in a way, maybe it's similar because I think you, wh- when you create similar. a song, you, you just take an instrument and play your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you look, and, some, and often you're looking for a story. Yeah, looking for a story to tell. And there's always one there. It's just a question of opening, uh, opening up, really. Yeah. So, I um, mean, yeah, go on. No, no, it's uh, it's just about about the, the, this mm, concept about uh, creating story. Yeah, I, I think it's same. Also, uh, I realized that I use the story of Sirius to to talk about um, something that I have inside. For example. There was a very bad uh, character in uh, this series called uh, Mare Fuori, and uh, it it uh, it uh, gave me the possibility to to talk to to talk about when I feel bad, when I, when I have a not good feeling, you mm. know. Mm. And I used thi- this this uh, this uh, girl to 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 talk about it, to take an instrument and give this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Express the feeling. Yeah, yeah. So. And that was the bazooki. Mm, no, well, that was b- a different one. B- bazooki is yeah for the first season. This is uh, more complicated because in the third season I start to to be a, a bit atonal. 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 Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. And does it, does that work for the story itself? Yeah, is for it me it works very well. For the producer, the producer is very. Um, d- worried about it because you know th- he said oh, maybe this music is too dystopic do you think people worry that uh, okay so now you've mentioned worry do people worry about you and where you're going like with the music sometimes uh, my song is called don't worry about me and d- and and, I'm, and i was wondering like uh-huh. how does wor- how does the worry come into your your job People worry about where you're where you're taking the music sometimes. Yeah, sometimes people worry about t- t- to to give to the public shocking things. Mm. They want they don't want to shock. They want to be familiar. They want mm. to caress, to like, <laughs> to be liked. And sometimes yeah. music's can create a, a difficult atmosphere, complex. And I like I really like complex uh, texture, a complex yeah. atmosphere. So if you give me a love story, uh, I don't exactly put a violin and piano mm. because maybe I feel that th- that love story is not only pure love. There. Yeah. So I like to put other uh, emotion and uh, sometimes they say to me, oh, it's a bit... Yeah, it depends. It's that is definitely how we connect, I think, because I'm the same. When I write, I find it very hard to write a love song. It just would, like, in a very simple way. Sometimes love is simple. Sometimes it deserves simplicity. But usually to get to simplicity, it's a very complex process, you know? I mean, it, it, it does. It's, we have to go through all these kinds of different levels and different decisions of, that, that need to be made to get to get like just a, a pure round red ball you know like a tomato you know? yeah tomato is such a beautiful thing simple on the outside you cut it in half and it's so complex on the inside you know any fruit you know orange as well you look at it on the inside it's like a whole city of cells and all sorts of things going on but and uh yeah 
the simplicity of love is 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 it, i mean love is and it's at its basic thing it's very simple but there's always complexities underneath it and i think that's so interesting what you say about finding those complexities and being able to suggest them without without going too far or going it's all always about giving enough isn't it yeah I, I, you know if 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 you, i think w when you write a song do, do you think about public i make a, an answer to you it depends on the song really i think about i mean in terms of tapping into an emotion i'm not thinking about anyone else except how it affects me but then again it depends on the song because if it's a ballad it's totally i'm i'm really focused on the emotion but if it's a more upbeat okay happy or not even happy but more of a like a a kind of song that i can imagine on stage then i'll imagine the people and mm -hmm. how i might how it might affect those you know the people singing with me if they sing along with me so it it has a different personality the song okay. itself has a different personality so so maybe you can say that there are two kind of songs in your uh, in your well more than two actually i have i have i've got a whole list of all my songs all grouped in in different groups and it will go from welcoming songs like easy sort of mid tempo sort of like hello and hey guys hey i'm here i've arrived um how you doing i call that my welcoming songs um that one and, and the weekend and and okay. know, there's a bunch of them and then there's like the party party songs which is like like a hobo and and in your hands and all that stuff and then there's the um and then there's the um yeah intimate and intimate songs i can't i've got names for them um i tell you one Yeah, go boxes. On. Boxes is a yeah, intimate yeah. song. But anyway, this isn't about me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about it. You've turned the mirror on me. Yeah. Speaking of mirror. The mirror, okay. Speaking of mirror, because we mentioned limbo earlier on. You mentioned you mentioned we talked about limbo yeah. relating to the Porto Rosso. And I wanted to in my song Limbo, I say, Mirror, mirror hanging on the wall, make a man of me once and for all. I don't want to be the little boy who's so afraid to fall. So Have you grown up in your have you do you think you're in in the process of being a musician making music one thing i find always interesting and challenging sometimes is especially being a father as you are too with two kids is uh having to be the the father of authority and then go into your world of creating music and become the child again become playful and access this 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 unconscious world you know Yeah. Like, how do you manage between those two places? Is it simple for you? Yeah, I think it's quite natural uh, because. Uh, but I have to say that when I work in studio, I'm alone, so I don't have to. Mm, I, I feel comfortable because I, I I'm in my natural, you know, in my natural room. Yeah, it's like my. Uh, room when I was young uh, with my guitar, my bed. Uh, yeah, well, you yeah. should explain as well. Like your house is is a real family home where your your brothers and I mean your your your, your, your mum, your uncle, uncle sorry, yeah. used to live in the house yeah. where your studio is. You live in uh, like an hour hour hours drive out of Rome, 
where you have your home with your family and now you now have your the other home where you, where you, which you've now taken over as your studio beautiful place with great grounds lovely lovely gardens uh, um it's really beautiful and um i really enjoyed staying there doing doing the project of as i am but it's so interesting to how you've organized it's it's very very well separated uh between your family life and your studio life but you've also got these inc- like huge dogs as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> which huge they are enormous i mean they're like southern italian dogs yeah yeah they they, they were they are shepherds i was totally freaked out <laughs> when i arrived at like 11 o'clock at night and and i felt like there was a man crawling towards me very fast because i couldn't see and uh, amazing dogs but they're really they're their protection for you, aren't they, as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, in the country, uh, I think it's necessary to have this kind of uh, protection for child, for everyone. Because yeah. uh, in the night, th- there's no one, no one for uh, hundreds of meters. So, you know, uh, it's useful. Yeah. F- f- they, they, they are uh, always... Um, uh, with you to listen what happens around and uh, they help if something happens someone arrive it's mm. like uh, do you think your family and you feel so safer to have them yeah absolutely yeah. so you had to train those dogs didn't you sorry you needed you, you had to train the yeah, dogs yeah I, I train a bit just to to create a relationship with them yeah uh, since they were young to work together in the garden and uh, to listen to me when i uh, when I ask to come, Mm-mm. something like this. Yeah. It's amazing because they suddenly get like, just randomly start barking. They really know that they are protectors yeah. of that territory. Yeah. I'm talking about protection because because of the uh, you know it's related to my song, overprotective and and um, I do wonder with um, I mean for me I, I I'm thinking about it in terms of. In the song, it's a, it's a kind of about children, about overprotecting ourselves, um, and we can get overprotective. But in your case, it's actually a really a real necessity, isn't it? Because you told me the story that in in the countryside, there's also a lot of people who will go out into the countryside and deliberately try to break into p- places, and yes. it happens a lot, right? And yes, it happens to me, happens to my neighbor, happens. I I I mean. Actually, they, they they can't go in the house, actually, because I have uh, one dog at the time. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, it happens. So it's uh, it's something that you have to consider when you live in th- this kind of place. So uh, dogs and uh, help to be, you know, yeah, uh, to feel secure. Yeah. You know, um, you know the song Exile because you worked on it. Yeah. So, um. You once told me that f- film composing wasn't your original intention. Well, my intention actually was make albums. Making albums? Yeah. To making produce? Al- to, yeah, to record and make albums. Because uh, I, I I think I fall in love when I was young uh, with an album of Alan Parsons' project. Mm. And I was very young and I felt something like how can human being create something like this? 
Yeah. How is possible this complexity, this sound? I, I mean, I was maybe eight years old. I don't know anything about music, but I just listened something very special. I, I think it depends from this, because from that moment I, I start to listen albums, and especially concept albums. I like w when, when things de develop in a way and mm. tell sto a story. Yeah. You know, something like and uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, when I was younger, I have bands, I play metal, folk music, classical music, any kind of... And, my, yeah, my idea was... My, my dream was to make album. And no, now maybe I use soundtracks to do it. So how did you find yourself... How did you find yourself... Let's use very, very delicately the word exiled into m into making film music and not making albums well it was by chance because uh, i i just uh, at the time I, w I was playing with a band that was uh, um, working as a sound engineer mm. and a friend of mine i know i mean uh, okay 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 sorry i i I, w I was i made my first concert for symphonic orchestra yeah. with a friend of mine who conducted and uh, another friend of mine was present of the concert and he was uh, just he uh, someone commissioned him a soundtrack mm. and he asked me to help him to do that yeah. because he needed uh, a sound engineer he needed uh, an orchestrator he needed some and i I've bit i had a bit of experience on it and so i helped him in in his soundtrack so i seen my first contract in this world and from then i have the opportunity to propose my my music for other project and then right. everything starts from there. So it was something that you you were already interested in doing. Yeah. 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 I I feel very comfortable with 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 this kind of stuff because I love orchestras. Yeah. And uh, and also come from uh, experience of heavy metal band and uh, rock band and pop band, so I can manage instruments and play different things and uh, it was easy for me to make mock-up and make demos uh, yeah and uh, i record since i was very young because i started recording with a uh, w with a tape recorder in house or from uh, hi-fi stereo of my father and i put the headphone as, as a microphone on the guitar because you know no one knows but and a headphone has the same uh, w working system mechanism. of the mechanism of the microphone. Yeah. If you put the not in the output but in the input, it works as Still a. Still works, yeah. So I make I, I made this kind of recording. It's and just a drum for vi vibrations, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I start to record uh, with a uh, with the headphones. With the headphones, and then f with a four-track multi-track recording, and then uh, I bought a um, tape recorder with eight tracks. And then arrived the computer, and everything was possible suddenly. Yeah, it was amazing. Thousands of tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world of Pro Tools, where you just get lost yeah. in and hundreds of tracks. And, and, and I, some, some years ago, I met the sound engineer of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And he, he showed me a um, session in Pro Tools of a songs from interstellar okay and there were 1000 tracks oh inside God. so i thought okay 
I don't have to put limit <laughs> to <laughs> my <laughs> number of tracks. Yeah. And uh, that's why my sound engineer gets crazy when I record <laughs> sound tracks. He's <laughs> got so many yeah. microphones. Yeah. But that's the thing when I saw... So, like, I wrote the... Um, the parts for the orchestra on the, um, the songs in my album, As I Am, and it was for Unconscious, Exile, Limbo, and This Storm Too Shall Pass. Yeah. And I sent you all the scores, and I thought that you would be, I imagined you receiving the scores, you know, reading through them and saying, oh yeah, maybe we could change this note, change this note. And then, and then I arrived at your house, and everything was in MIDI. Like, everything. You transferred the entire score into MIDI, which for people who don't know what MIDI is, it's basically making ones and zeros out of sound and, and, you, and you convert that into computer language, which is really just like ones and zeros, really. And, and, and it looks like Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. It's actually quite, it's actually quite when, you've de- when, when you've got an entire score. And that's, a, that's so interesting because you would sit back in some moments and go, hey, this is really beautiful, this song. And you weren't talking about the sound, you were talking about what it looked like on the page in, yeah. in MIDI. And yeah. you'd judge, not judge, you'd, you'd be able to analyse the, the quality of the score by how it looks in the, the MIDI thing, which I've just never seen anyone do that. Yeah, actually, I, I, I use MIDI as a bricks of a big wall, mm. of a big patchwork, I mean. Mm. That's there we go again. Yeah, that, that's the same that I think... Uh, composer that works with paper do look into a score they, they see on, on to the notes but I, I'm I, I learn to, to see to the MIDI files and to read it yeah. to understand also the the, 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 the the way in which an orchestra can perform it uh, I think it's very important uh, when you have less time and you are in hurry yeah. you have to record um, so many tracks and you have to 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 give them uh, something that it's easy to perform yeah uh, it is a part of this work because uh, you have to have good sound so th- sure. they have to to play well and comfortable and so yeah it's I just couldn't believe the like the amount of attention that you gave to every single brick, <laughs> every single brick, <laughs> where like it was crazy. And then I thought, wow, this I mean, this guy, I don't know how he does what he does. Like you just, it was like literally taking a toothbrush to a horse and, and yeah. <laughs> brushing every little thing, just saying, let's make sure there's not any any lice or any you know yeah. dirty bits. And it, it was, but it was amazing because. What I learned from this session with you at your house before we then went into the, the sessions with the orchestra um, is essentially that you're that moment in time when you are in the studio with the orchestra, it can be so short lived that if you're not fully prepared for that moment, then it can all go like shit hit, shit hits the fan and 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 you don't have a plan B. So I realized it's all about creating yourself like a foolproof situation where you, you know exactly not only what you want to do in plan A, but then if it doesn't go well, you have an alternative. That's also important, isn't it, for you 
when you when you get into a studio situation is to be able to kind of know what you could do if things don't go the way you expect um, it it could be very frustrating to work with orchestra because you you have a uh, 40 person maybe 50 sometimes and they don't know anything about your music mm. they received a piece of paper in that moment and they have to record and you have uh, 10 minutes to record uh, two minutes of music and you have to hurry up mm. and uh, you have to give them uh, a perfect page and uh, uh, it's crazy because you have no time to explain what you have in mind you have no time to explain anything about music and you have just to write on the paper piano forte uh, crescendo yeah. or uh, you know all this all the dynamic symbols that you have to use to talk with them in this way and they are really uh, uh, skillful to understand what you write well in the page so it's a very important path in the recording production to do mm. that and uh, after one take if it it's okay then you can go in a unexpected flow. way yeah. yeah okay yeah you you can ask them to work in another way to con to conduct uh, without clicks and uh, something like this but i think you have to start from one very good thing one very good recording can you tell me one of the most like terrifying experiences with an orchestra the most awful experience when why it, did it ever happen? Yeah, yeah, I, I have one. It, it, it's it's not so terrifying, but uh, in a way. I mean, were you, yeah, go on. Yeah, because uh, some years ago I was in Turin with uh, this uh, orchestra of uh, Rye National Symphonic Orchestra, one of the best in Italy. One of, okay. you know, the, the musicians are great and the sound of the orchestra is amazing. And they play in auditorium with a great reverb. Right. And uh, the sound is. And we, we are recording with, uh, I, I was with m my conductor and uh, I was in a control room during the recording. And um, the last days he had to come back uh, suddenly for a family reason to, to his house. And I have another session with orchestra, but I have not conductor. So I go to conduct them. And... Uh, this is the first time that I feel that I listen them to be a bit untuned. <laughs> Out of tune. Out of tune, yeah. Right. And uh, I, I realize, okay, I'm not a conductor. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, orchestra, feel wh who you are. Feel if you can move your hand to talk exactly what, exactly what they have to do. And if you are not so great... They don't. They don't play in a great way. Yeah. So, yeah, it was also a discover. It's a humble discover for me because I realize that I have to focus on the other part of the music. But how did you? How did you get yourself to the end of that moment in time? It w it was embarrassing, you <laughs> know, because yeah. I, I I I yeah I I I I had to tell them okay I'm sorry I'm not a conductor please help me to to record well because it's difficult for me I'm feel nervous you you are you play Rachmaninoff you play uh, uh, Schubert yeah, you Mala, play yeah. Mahler every day with with the best conductor in the world from yeah. all over the world and so now it's me and. Uh, 
I, you, you know, please. And um, so you're just honest with them, yeah. You're true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, the only it, thing. Yeah. You tell you, you show them something human, and then then they can realize that you're yeah, yeah. just. Yeah, I, I try to be honest too. And th- there was an- another another uh, happening that happened to me uh, during a shooting, because um, for uh, for La Porta Rossa, the second season, yeah. the the director asked me to conduct the orchestra for the shooting mm. and so I, I was very well dressed with a black uh, dress mm. and uh, in a t- uh, opera theater with uh, the orchestra and w- we I, I conduct them with a uh, playback mm. uh, so for our we very um, w- it was funny but at the end the director okay Stefano please conduct really or now the orchestra oh my gosh okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was talking with the, with the, 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 the first violin. Please help me. What, what should I do? What, what? And he said, okay, l- let's try to move your hand in this way, the shoulder in this other way, and feel comfortable with this. Okay, okay. I, 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 I push away all nervousness. You know? yeah, nervousness. No. And I start conducting really, and they play Verdi. That I arranged for the, 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 the I, I, I arranged the part of La Traviata for this uh, season, and uh, it was amazing because I feel they they were connected to my hands. Wow! Wow! And and there was th- the public in the because oh, the see. opera is was full of public because we are shooting. Oh wow! And at the end they they start to applause, you know, clapping hands and wow! It was very. So in fact, what you're sort of saying is that you you then, I mean, you made a conscious decision to put away all your nervousness and that put you more in tune with the situation and therefore the orchestra was more in tune with you as the conductor. But is that, when you, because I, I was thinking about what you said, it was the first time you heard them being out of tune in that session and it, because you were probably shitting yourself, yeah. you know, you were super nervous. Yeah, yeah. But if you can try to get beyond that, maybe there's, it's about communication, isn't it? Yeah, it's about just yeah. communicating in something. A, in a way, when you have uh, 40 people that are playing the music, you, you can also just move slowly your hands and mm. it's enough because mm. they have paper, they yeah. follow up the time. And if you go just the tactus, one, two, three, they, they can play without. But if you're nervous and you start to play everything <laughs> to make a real <laughs> conductor, like uh, uh, move your hand. Doing the theater. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, it's. But you never had a big. You never had a big um, moment in your, in your as, as the composer standing in this recording studio listening. You never had that moment. Uh, sorry. Well, as the as the composer, you know, have you ever had it when you've r- arrived at this session and then, and it just they just don't play what you thought that, that you you would hear, and then did that happen? Yeah, yeah, it happens that. Sometimes that nothing works. Mm. There's no sound. There's no feeling. There's nothing. And is that a it's dis- is painful? That a <laughs> painful. <laughs> is that a moment of panic? Because you've yeah, obviously put so panic. much into that. It's panic because I have uh, this day, maybe this six hour, mm. to record everything, and uh, for a TV company. Yeah, <laughs> for a TV company, and I'm, I, I have a lot of pressure about the budget, about the responsibility to to deliver everything perfect because I like to deliver everything mm. perfect. And uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it, it happens to me. 
And so, uh, so it, go on. Yeah, and uh, it it o- it uh, also difficult to manage sometimes because you know that in the orchestra maybe you have 40 elements and uh, mm. 38 are perfect and two are not so good and maybe these two are going to are going to destroy the perfectionism and what what shall i do should i say them uh, okay let's go away and it's hard because wow, they are musicians. They are mm. maybe they are just head cake that they you know and, and a uh, bad day, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I learn I learn that uh, in that case you have to work more hard to get what you need. And uh, in this case, I I talk to the contractor of the orchestra, and uh, he asked me, okay, let's talk again with the conductor. Let's talk with the orchestra. Let's explain what w- you need, and let's see that at the end you will have what you what you need. And uh, it was exactly what happens. So panic w- wasn't the, the the right way to to manage this no. kind of situation. Yeah. Do you um you you work you work really hard, and you you do. I mean, since I've known you, I've. We've had calls sometimes. I'm like, hey, Stefano, how are you? You're like, that's oh, crazy. I'm just like, I've got <laughs> st- constantly working. Going. But I mean, <laughs> but you've got a you've got a wife and two kids as well. And, and then you know, how do you do? You feel there's a good balance with with being able to be a family man. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, firstly, I have to say that I completely change my working hours. With mm. family, because before having a family, I work in the night. I work. Yeah. Uh, I I love to work in the night. I start working at nine p.m. and I finish at ten a.m. So, but with a family, naturally this change, this totally change. So my, my working hours now are quite normal. I mm. mean, sometimes I have no Sunday. I have no Saturday. I have no holiday. This happens, and uh, it's something. It this is something that I learn to manage every time, mm. because I have to be more. Uh, yeah, you, m- uh, you know, uh, c- more um, c- um, more conscious about about uh, about the life. Okay, yeah. I, I need I need also to, to to do something different from play and record and mm. make music because uh, it's not it's not also uh, right for family for wife or children. Yeah, so because also your your wife wants to have a life too yeah. as well. She she doesn't want to be just a mother. Yeah, I don't think any well m- most girls <laughs> when they become mums it it can be. Do do you find that? Has there been moments where you you hold each other? The life you have holds you back, or holds her back, or you know, has it been has it been a process of finding the balance for both of you? To yeah, be yeah. Able I, to I, th- I think w- when you when you become a father or mother, you have to find a balance with something very new that no one explain mm. and uh, that the brain can understand. Because I, I remember exactly the sensation, the feeling. When my uh, daughter daughter born, and uh, I I I saw 
that my brain can understand wha- what is happening. Fr- mm. w- w- a life that comes from a the body. body. And it's crazy. It's no brain can explain. It's t- and now you have thi- this <laughs> person. This in your hands. In your hand. Against yeah, your body. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, no one really explained me before. So I just fi- found me in that situation. So yeah, maybe you have to rebalance everything. Yeah, I think also, also music. I remember that before I, I be a father, I need time and silence to work, and then totally change. Yeah. I, I can cook and play yeah. and mix and do the hands. Just got to dive into the deep end. <laughs> right, I've got two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump. Yeah. yeah, get into it as quickly as possible. So, do you think? Um, f- just one last question. No, two last questions. You're, you're, um, where you're at now, given where you began, which we haven't talked about much, but in terms of, you know, wanting to <coughs> make albums, do that sort of thing, and now you're a family man, you're, you're a, um, <coughs> patchworker. Patchworker. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it good for you now, where, where you're at? Are you happy with, th- yeah, with the way y- things y- are moving forward? Y- it's a great privilege. Yeah. For me to to be here to be here to make this job to to manage all this music and uh, it was like a dream come true you know because when I was young I just played in uh, uh, clubs in, uh, with friends and was dreaming to to make music in life so it's quite different from w- w- what I was expecting yeah I think that's how life goes yeah. <laughs> And Can uh, you imagine yourself as an old man? Yeah, yeah. You, let's imagine you at, at eighty-four. Okay. Right. And uh, let's imagine that you, as an eighty-four-year-old Stefano, or Stefano, <laughs> Stefano, <laughs> is is writing a letter, and he's writing a letter to Stefano today. Stefano today. Sorry, I've got to get this right. And he and he and he wants to just say something to you now. What, what do you think he might say to you? Yeah, the, the, I, I, maybe I will use um, a poem from uh, Louis Borges. I don't know Borges. Okay, I don't know this uh, writer. Uh, sorry, I B O L G E S. Yeah, Borges or Borges maybe okay. Borges. And I don't know he he talk about this. And it was amazing because he said, uh, "If if if I was young now, that I'm very old and and, and I see that I have to die and uh, my life is at the end, maybe I w- I would risk more. I would uh, dress less. I was uh, I I wouldn't have mm, I w- aware of everything of." Uh, mm, illness or uh, j- just life and just live just live and take w- what you find without less fear yeah you know? and uh, b- uh, take it easy so is this what you're saying yeah i i i, I mean the first things that uh, that i think is uh, this kind of uh, feeling to take it 
take it easy, take things easier. Are you think, are you, do you think you're doing that? No, sometimes uh, I'm very complicated, I'm very uh, st stressed, you know, mm. from deliveries, from uh, uh, requests, from, you know. But you have a very good sense of humor. I learned that working with you. <laughs> and even though you're incredibly stressed, and I've seen you, <laughs> you're quite funny <laughs> when you're stressed as well. But you, you, you do always, you're always able to have a good laugh. And that's great. I think so. Yeah. Maybe not when you're alone by yourself, <laughs> but certainly when you're with an English boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's something to work on, I guess. But it's different, isn't it? Because it's different stages of life. I mean, of course, when you're in your 80s, maybe it's easier to say, take it easier. Easy if you don't have a family that you're raising. We are raising. Raising a family is a very high-pressured job. I think it's a can be very stressful, uh, especially if you're providing the bread on the table. But it doesn't have to be as well, and that, I, I agree. We can take it easy sometimes, and and also not miss the moment with people, miss the moment with your, with ourselves. That's what as I am, my album is about. It's about not missing this moment. You know, when when it's that apparently it's such a beautiful golden moment in our life when we've worked so hard and now we've got this this nucleus of a family this new paradigm you know of of and uh we have to cherish it we have to try and take it by the hand and say wow i'm going to enjoy this and take a holiday from time to time that's yeah. what you're talking about right that yeah. kind of thing yeah yes because you know yeah m I, d I don't know if, if it's the same in your industry, like uh, mm. an artist that make tour and make albums. But in my in mind, in soundtrack, in TV series industry, we are very stressed by deliveries and by notes and by production mm. matters. And th there's daily uh, complicated things to to do, to talk with people, with there's a lot of uh, person that talk about what you're doing, uh, the kind of music, uh, how it's synchronized, uh, every yeah. decision. And uh, yeah, at the end, now, for example, if I talk about a series that I did five years ago, I'm not stressed. I remember with pleasure. But maybe in that time, in that moment, I was totally focused on that delivery, that, wow, it's sometimes it's too much. So I have to try the right balance to... Uh, I, I maybe I think it's for everyone, the right balance between the responsibility and the... Mm, the pleasure to, 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 to stay where you are and uh, to live your moment and uh, remember that maybe we don't have to, to go in a place, but we have just to stay here and enjoy. Exactly. I think that's a good way to end this conversation. <laughs> Thanks, Devana. Yeah, thank you.